I think that artificial intelligence and machine learning is going to be such a big part of of the insurance industry going forward. It's starting now already, but I just think that's going to explode. This is the Insurance Technology Podcast, where we bring interesting people from across the insurance ecosystem to discuss and debate technology's impact on the industry. Join us each episode for insights and best practices from industry stewards and tomorrow's innovators. Now, here's your host, Reed Holsworth. All right, welcome back, Thad Bauer. In this episode, we acknowledge the elephant in the room standards. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. We're going to go there. And also we get to know a little bit more about Thad outside of the insurance world. Stay tuned. It's going to be great. Okay. So next question, this industry is built on forms and standards. Do you see them continuing to be the foundation of the industry in the future? Yeah, I could, I could get a lot of enemies here on how I answer this one. Um, oh yeah, you can. You're retiring, Dad, so it's okay. Right, right. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, I will go in and say this: that um, I, I am not sure that that standards are as necessary as they've been. I think when you start talking mm-hmm. about APIs and, and microservices and and everything like that, I, I I am not as convinced that we need an industry standard because basically what happens is you get a carrier system that you're going to dilute to fit to a standard that then is brought in and diluted to fit to an agency management system. Um, so, so I, I can, I can say it again, probably making some enemies here, but I could say again, I'm not as convinced now as I was early on in my career that standards are the way to go. And maybe it's because technology has evolved. Um, again, when I'm talking about APIs and, and, and the microservices and, and how easy it is to define different payloads and, and, um, you know, really, if you think about it, instead of one big standard, can you, can you focus in on these, these, um, data points and be able to pull that through? So. Yeah, hard one to answer, and I'm not going to say I'm right, but but I don't know. I think that that um, you know, if I were sticking around um, with with Ivans, we we have we have kind of pushed through. I'm not going to say our own standard because again, it's not a standard. It's just we've got a working data model that that serves our purpose really well that we can modify very easily to each carrier. And and is that a better solution than than having just one standard that everyone has to to reinterpret, um, reuse versus getting into very specific data objects? So um, I don't know. That's a hard one. And um, again, I don't know that I'm right from an Ivan's perspective with with what we do. You really can't go multiple ways. Even look at us internally. We've got again. I don't want to call them standards anymore because they're not. But we've got different data, data models, data objects depending on what we're using because that's what makes the most sense. The technology has gotten to the point where it's easy to to do translations. What's hard is when you start diluting the value of the data, and and so if we can maintain the integrity of the data, you know, you start talking about data lakes and and storing um, data objects the way they are instead of having to make them fit into your your data warehouse where it's a field by field, but now you can you can store payload at a time so that you can come back later and and get at that data in the format that it was. You, you've now solved the problem of that that data integrity loss kind of thing. I would totally agree with you, Thad. I don't think it's that necessary anymore, honestly. And I don't care if, if I get enemies from it. <laughs> so I get it. There is value in things where you need standards. Like, we'll talk forms for a minute, right? I need a standardized form to show that I have insurance. 
a certificate of insurance, ID cards, things like that, right? But why? And when you talk connectivity and all of that stuff, like you said, we have, we've built so much of that. I mean, I didn't build anything you did and your teams have, right? I mean, so much of that. And if it comes out blue, why do you want to change it to green to then change it to purple to then change it to red, right? Like, why it's 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 unnecessary right and and so it, it just doesn't i don't think it provides the value now i get it in the beginning yeah. way back in in the, the early 80s and all of that that made sense yeah. and you know what's crazy though too it's even the systems that are out there you know the ones that exist today i'm not going to name names but agency systems carrier systems so form based yeah. right and it's just In my opinion, I've always said this. This is how we built it at TC. Like, I'm not building the system around a form. I'm capturing the data however we want to capture it. And then we'll we'll translate that data to fit into a form if we need to. Right? Right? And that's like in the system itself. Connectivity-wise, like, why? I I can go tap an API. I can go get what I need to get. Right? Do what I need to do with it. Right? Like, what are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, I think that's the key you hit on right there. So that that tapping into the APIs, you basically go through and define all these different APIs where you feed the data and then you you pass in, hey, this here I need a printed form. Here I need a data object to be passed on. Here I need a, you know, the object that, that management system A needs, and, and here's the object that management system B needs. And I just I think that those are those are if if we all kind of come together, those are fairly easy things okay i'm not gonna say fairly easy but easy things that um that we could come up with it's just it's a coordination you know part of the 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 thing you talked about the challenges in the industry the other thing is just finding the time to get to what needs to be done in the industry and and we see this honestly internally as well as externally we all know this is what we need to get to and this is what we need to do but the problem is everyone has a day job and so, so mm-hmm. if I've got my priorities and I'm, I'm booked 40 hours a week to do this, even if there is some great idea over on the other side, how much do you pull yourself or, or worse, your team? You never wanted to have your team work in, you know, stupid hours to, to get something done because that's just not sustainable. And, and so um, yeah. how do you make those hard decisions or how do you figure out the right resourcing to get to where you need to go? I think that's probably, I'll go back and change my answer. That might be one of the bigger challenges in the in the industry. No, it's good. You know what? You know what it's like? It's like tech debt, right? Nobody ever wants to work on tech debt, especially in a a startup. I mean, sometimes you have to, because you're like, shit, this thing is going to dim the lights. You know, we got problems here, but it is, it's like tech debt at, at a fully scaled, fully ramped company. Right. Um, But it's not, it's, it's, we'll coin the term insure tech debt. (laughs) Right. I mean, and so it is, you're right about that. And it's like, we have a day job and, you know, going back to the standard thing, all the people that spent so much of their own time developing those standards, all those groups, everything like so much, so, 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 so much. Right. I didn't go to waste by no. any means. Don't get me yeah. here. We needed that as an industry. But come on, let's be real. That shit doesn't happen anymore, right? And that's like that InsureTech debt stuff. Like who's working on this now? You know who's working on it? People like us that are building on APIs for connectivity. Yeah. 
And like we're and, and the carriers that are becoming more modern, they're building out, you know, more modern stack, right? To allow others to tap in. People that are opening up, if you will. Right? Am I wrong? I don't know. No, no, I, I, I agree with you. And and that's the you know, where do we go as an industry? Because to your point, it was it was absolutely necessary from the technology that we had and the time frame that we were working around and, and where that was um, versus where we are now. Um, it's just a totally different space. I'm going to I'm going to flash back when I first started at Great American. Um, there was no such thing as as public email. So, so it was, we had an email system, but it was, it was only for the company. I couldn't send emails outside. And in my, my five years from 90 to 95 is when you started getting the external email. So you think about that, that's in my, in my career, that's a big jump from how you communicated because everything was phone based before you got to that. Um, then, then the industry has been email based, but now you're getting into, um, chats and, you know, I, I think about all the Slack channels that we have opened up and, and how you communicate there. So things will evolve, technology's evolved. And that's where I think that the standard conversation, I think people are afraid to have that conversation, but honestly, we've evolved that I don't know. I just don't know that standards are, are, are as necessary as they used to be. I totally agree. I don't think they're as valuable as people think they are either. Not anymore. You know, and, and selfishly, I, I mean, would love Ivan's to be the the center of of controlling this again, not to define a standard, but to how do you communicate? But you you create everything as 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 open, and it's not just Ivan's. Like we're, I could see Ivan's in the future where where you would take this as okay, we're going to be a a. Um, a, a, an organization to help, but you would leave it open to anyone to fit in there. And again, those open APIs mm-hmm. on how you call and how you move. And, you know, maybe Ivan's is the, the secure um, point of the data movement, but then you could really call any API that, that turns into data object to data object. And now all of a sudden it's not a standard anymore. It's just a, a translation. You, you go, you, this is what you need. We talked about it a few minutes ago. It's like, you need a form. Here's your form. You need a, a an ID card. Here's your ID card. You need a, a move to the the management system. Here's the payload to move it. So, again, I think that whether that's the next step, I think there's going to be some kind of an evolution. So, so whether it's this or whether it's something new, um, we've got a lot of smart people that that um, can go figure this out and and all watch from the sidelines. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's interesting what you said because Ivan's would be the one to do it because we already have the connections. <laughs> You know, we do. We're already, like you said earlier, 32,000 accounts and, you know, call it 450 or so carriers, MGAs, right? Connecting. I mean, it's it's there. The connectivity's there. It's just adding that, that additional layer, if you will. Um, it's interesting. It's an interesting thought. Like you said, Dad, the future, it's got a lot of opportunity. A lot of insurance tech deck to fix. Yeah. <laughs> I, that, that's, that's one of the hard parts of walking away. I think it just there's so much around data. There's so much around. I think that that like artificial intelligence and machine learning is going to be such a big part of of the insurance industry going forward. It's starting now already, but I just think that's going to explode. And so it's it's sad that I'm not going to be around to see that. Um, again, I can watch from the sidelines, but won't be involved in that. But that that honestly for me is it's an exciting uh, development. The in technology that I think is really going to 
rock the world. And then I do think um, Ivan's is very well positioned. You think about it, we're, we're over a million transactions each business day that are running through our network. That's just a lot of data to, to have a lot of fun with when you think about machine learning. And, and um, you know, I, I, I had hoped for the day where, uh, you know, where we're going with IDP, with our distribution platform of having, you know, a simple question or two, pulling up supplemental data and, and really no entry needed ever. Um, I think that we'll get there with all the data that's available. It's just, again, you have to move slow. I complain about the the pace we move, but you have to move slow because you have to make sure the data is secure and used in the way that everyone intends it to be used. So I think those are the challenges, but I think that that's going to hop along too. Yeah, that stuff's coming, by the way. You know, we um, we just did a project. We finished it up. We're And we're signing contracts with third-party data providers. Um, and it's basically like a data store. Uh, so essentially, they're hooking all these data, third-party data providers. You, as a customer of ours for, say, IDP, can go and sign up, you know, because people don't realize getting data and having data, you know, add to it, augment whatever you're doing with it. Um, for like pre-fill-ish type stuff is what we're talking about. You usually need a variety of sources yeah. for it. Um, one is going to give you exactly what you want. But what we're doing is, is we built a platform where all these third parties are basically plugged in. And then you just go check the boxes. You go and do a little deal with them, whatever you're doing. You do the negotiation and then poof, it's 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 connected up to IDP and all of our, our products in that way. So it enables people to build really, really cool shit once again. Um, and it takes away some of that manual entry. And really, like, if you start to take away a lot of the manual entry, it makes the um, the information that gets presented to, say, the carrier or even the agency back, it um, makes it much more true, I guess, is a way to put it, okay. right? It's it, it maybe more dependable, Um in that way, you know, what you have is, is something a little better. It's like, you know, somebody calls me or I call for an auto insurance quote and they go, you ever had any accidents? No. You ever had any speeding tickets, violations? Hell no, no, never. <laughs> right. Like that's totally not true. Um, and so, but I mean, they end up pulling it later anyways, but if they just waste a lot yeah. of time, uh, you, you know? And so, so, but anyways, that kind of stuff, I mean, you know, personal lines, auto is a different animal altogether, but we're talking about mainly commercial lines and some of this other stuff, but you know, yeah. it's a good thing. So it's, 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 a, it's that balance of, of big brother versus convenience and, and how far is too far. And that's, I think that's what slows us down. Yep. So I think the industry could be a lot yeah. more efficient and, and I agree with you. I, I don't want to spend my time telling somebody about, oh, did I have a speeding ticket? When was that? You know, blah, blah, blah. It's it, the information's there. Just go get it. Don't, don't waste my time. All right. Let's, um, let's get through it. How does Thad Bauer plan to spend your retirement? <laughs> um, you know, I've been very fortunate in my career that, um, that, that I love helping and, and about two, just under two years ago, I got involved with an organization, uh, Cincinnati Therapeutic Riding and Horsemanship, CTRH. And, um, and I, I hope to be able, I've been, I've been volunteering with them for just under two years and I hope to do even more there. So just to go a little deeper for those to bore you a little bit, it's, um, it's for, um, for, for challenged 
people basically to, to learn horsemanship and, and riding. Um, it's good for those that are both physically and mentally challenged in, in certain areas that the horses really give a good therapeutic um, assistance to those individuals. So, you know, part of what I do is to help lead the horses during sessions where we have riders that are out there. Um, but I also am, am there taking care of the horses. So, so I'm literally shoveling, you know what? So, um, so, yeah. so it's been, uh, it's been a, a nice thing for me to, to be able to do that. I plan on doing a lot more. They have uh, miniature horses there that we have a miniature horse program and I'm hoping to get involved in that more. So, so that's going to be my, my passion of what I do. Um, from my side too, I, um, my parents are at a good age to where I can probably try and help them out and, and spend more time with them. So I'm looking forward to doing that because when you have the day job, it gets harder to, to balance all of that. So again, very fortunate that I can take this time to do that. And then, um, for some of you that, that know me, I have a love of Jeeps and have a couple friends here at, at Ivan's that we, um, have a lot of fun going off-roading and, and doing silly things with, with vehicles. I think that was the, the love that I learned early on with these big machines and what they can do. And, and, um, so, so I'll spend some time being, being stupid and, and playing in my Jeep as well. <laughs> silly things with vehicles i like that one <laughs> you've done great things for the industry thad and uh you're a legend and um you're especially a legend here at ivan's and so as you know you're always welcome all of our stuff and i think you say you'll be on the sidelines but i think you'll still kind of come in here and there and so uh doors always open and uh you've done a lot for this industry throughout your journey um, and it's awesome, man. It's been really great to, to know you for many years, but also to, to work with you firsthand. And, um, you've done a lot for a lot of us and, uh, it's awesome. You're going to continue to help, um, people in your, in your next journey, uh, in that way. And, you know, when you, your, your job, uh, the job you wanted when you grew up first was you <laughs> wanted to be a farmer. And now you're retiring to go and, and help uh, disabled individuals um, in yeah. a farm-like environment, right? I mean, it's kind of it's like yeah. full circle. Um, yeah, so I never really very, thought very about cool. that, but that is, and, it's kind of a, a fun thing. So I'm, I'm going to embrace it. It's awesome. It's awesome. All right, Dad, well, thank you. And um, we'll see you around. Well, that was great. That's funny. I love how it came full circle. From Thad's childhood dream of working on a farm to now volunteering on a farm in retirement. That's so cool. Now, I know I speak on behalf of all of us saying that Thad will be missed. I wish him well as he enters the next phase of life. What a great guy. What an awesome dude. He's done a lot for our industry in a lot of ways. And frankly, he's helped me out personally as well. To many hours of doing donuts with the Jeep in the winter and doing donuts in the Corvette in the summer. Cheers, Dad. You'll be missed. The Insurance Technology Podcast is a production of Ivan's. Visit insuretechpod.com to contact us, suggest a topic or guest for an upcoming show, and subscribe to be notified when our latest podcast is available. You can find all our episodes in your favorite podcast app, it's where you can also leave us a rating and a review that helps other people find the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.